the next wave of free agency is upon us. That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schubert back with you here once again on the show. Shout out to everybody in the YouTube chat hanging out with us in the live version of the show. Hope everybody's having a great start to their Wednesday free agency round two, round three, or whatever you want to describe it, uh, I think is slowly going to get underway here. Uh, you had that first wave, initial wave of free agency when the new league year opens, then the focus shifts to the draft. And now with the compensatory pick window kind of closed and signing that, that start to get made now don't count against that compensatory pick um, formula. I think you're going to see some some teams go out and acquire more players in free agency. And the immediate question that you might be asking me is, Chris, well, who's still available in free agency? And I saw a story yesterday, and I actually have it up here on the screen to my right. Uh, NFL.com put together a list of the best available free agents among their original group of 101 free agents. So at the beginning of the offseason, at the beginning of NFL free agency, uh, they put together the, the top 101, 101 NFL free agents, and then they have their best available. And there are still some names here of players players that could make some sense here for some teams a lot of players still inside that top 101 so here's what I thought we would do I think we would read through all the names we've got the live chat if the live chat wants to talk about a specific player fine I've got some thoughts on a couple of these players but I think the base way to start this is we're going to look at the best available now sports not you mentioned a player in Ezekiel Elliott and I don't think Zeke's on this list he's not Zeke is not on this list, so that's going to be a fun conversation because not only are there going to be the players on this list, but let's think of the players that aren't on this list that are still available in free agency. That's going to be a lot of fun. I didn't even think about it from that angle, so shout out to you, Sports Nut, uh, for bringing that up. So, all right, here we go. Here is the list as presented by NFL.com. These are the names, and then we'll get into who's not on this list, where these guys might go, and we'll go from there. Yannick Ngakwe, Shaquille Griffin, Jadavion Clowney, Rocky Asin, Dalton Reisner, Isaiah Wynn, Marcus Peters, Leonard Floyd, Melvin Ingram, Teddy Bridgewater, Donovan Smith, Frank Clark, Bryce Callahan, Justin Houston, and John Johnson. All of those players ranked inside the top 75 for NFL.com and their top 101 free agents, all still available here at this stage of free agency. And I think my immediate takeaway here is, and I think we've seen this emerge and there's a player on this list who fits this mold maybe that's why this is coming to the forefront is every year I think we get to this stage maybe a couple of months from now maybe the middle of June beginning of July and there's a big name edge rusher that gets signed whether it's Jadavion Clowney who's kind of been doing that in the last couple of years or Melvin Ingram who did that last year signing with the Dolphins very late uh, in the process before training camp the there's there's always some big time names and the edge market that still have some juice, that still have some value, that are seemingly always still available. And I love the chat already pointing out uh, different names for me. Sam Teets is a little surprised Bryce Callahan is still out there. Uh, there's some there's some decent corner options as well. Not only Bryce Callahan, uh, but uh, Rocky Sin available, Shaquille Griffin available. So some good corner depth if maybe you went into the draft hoping that you could get uh, a young corner that could play for you and you ended up not. Maybe you circle back um, to one of these guys that's available in free agency. So Sports not mentioned Zeke, but also wants to add Leonard Fournette and Kareem Hunt still available. Yeah, I mean, they, they are all still available via free agency. Let's do something. 
in here. Let's do a little. Let's do a little uh, live search here. Let's let's look at who is still available on free agency. I'll I'll consult another source here to see if there are any players um, that we're missing from a free agency perspective. Um, and of course, I need to update this to show players that are available. But we look at this from the context of the value I think that is had in the edge market. Um, fits in very nicely here i think um did did anybody we mentioned donovan smith we mentioned leonard floyd we mentioned frank clark um ezekiel elliott uh, zach cunningham linebacker um you know th this this list has jj watt but we know he's he's retired so he's not available um Tuttle says, I imagine June 1st cuts will play a factor, especially the veterans picking a playoff team. Yes, and I think that's what makes this window so interesting to me because there are going to be teams that after the draft now reevaluate what their biggest needs are, what their biggest holes are on their roster, and they're going to talk to these guys. And this might be a slow-moving phase of free agency because you might have some players. I mean, let's think about this, right? We've got Jadavion Clowney, who's 30. We've got Marcus Peters, who's 30. Leonard Floyd, who's 30. Melvin Ingram's 34. Donovan Smith's in his 30s. Justin Houston's 34. Are those guys uh, going to pick teams that are maybe not in a contending window? I don't know. Now, I don't know what their markets look like, but to me, if I'm one of those players, I'm looking to maybe hold out for a team that is a playoff team that might have a need. And I might be willing to take less money to be on one of those teams. Um, Trevor says, pick and choose an edge and give them to the Bears. They didn't draft one in their starters or Demarcus Walker and Travis Gibson. Listen, Trevor, I, I think that is a great point that you make there about the Bears not picking an edge. Um, I thought their draft was very interesting in the regard of they've got a defensive-minded head coach and you could feel that influence in their draft class. But what you did not see is a an emphasis on the edge players of that defense. They worked on the interior. They certainly worked on the interior of their defense um, and what Matt Eberflus wants to do. But they need juice on the outsides. They need edge rushers to be able to get turn loose and get after the quarterback. Um, and they didn't really do that. They, and they didn't do it in free agency. Their big splashes in free agency were um, they got uh, a couple linebackers to help that level of their defense. So to me... That is a. They are a team that I would very much circle as should be interested in some of these players. Um, they should be calling up Leonard Floyd. They should be calling up uh, Jadavion Clowney. They should be calling up Yannick Ngakwe. Right. Those are players that they should very much be interested um, in in picking up and seeing if they would want to be on their team. Justin Houston might be a fit to Chicago. Had 21 sacks in two years in that Eberflus defense in Indy back in 2019-2020. Um, yeah, that's a that's a great shout, Trevor. I didn't even think of the connection. Um, uh, does does Eberflus have a connection to Yannick Ngakwe? I, I would think that they crossed over in Indy, right, for at least some level of time. So there's another connection there that you can make. And so maybe Eberflus um, has either said something to the front office that he wouldn't want those players, or maybe this is the opportunity for him to stand on the table uh, and be like, yeah, let me get one of those guys. Taylor B. with the troll of all trolls asking, where will Tom Brady sign? You know, Taylor, I don't think he's going to be signing with an NFL team, but I appreciate uh, the troll in the chat. Uh, Philip says, is Matt Ioannidis still unsigned? He can still be a big help for teams looking to boost their interior D-line rotation. Let me take a peek here for you and see if he is available um, on the interior. And of course, I'm using Spotrack, and it's not necessarily the easiest thing in the world. I would like to, I would like to see the defensive line players, please. That's what I'm looking for. Yes, Matt Ioannidis is still available, Philip, in free agency. So I mean, you look at those interior players. Um, 
Yannick has connections to Carolina staff. Reich and Indian D-line coaches with him in Jacksonville. Sports not another great shout. That's that's the ticket, right? At this point, is free agency comes in waves. And then at this point, I think you start connecting the dots on these players and who they might have connections with uh, to potentially give them a landing spot. Um, but to me, there's value here, man. Like, you need some offensive line depth. You got Dalton Reisner. You got Isaiah Wynn. Um, you've got Donovan Smith. Now, again, there's reasons for all of these players being here at this stage of free agency, right? You have Isaiah Wynn, who was an off-injured player in New England, right? Just necessarily worked out um, there in New England. But that's a player that has some good tape and, and has that high-level production. That's why he was drafted in the first round. So you could be betting on getting him into a, a new place, a new system, giving him a fresh start and seeing that opportunity. Leonard Floyd, you've got a knee injury, and you worry how much of that production comes from being able to be with Aaron Donald, right? There are reasons for all of these players still being available. Shout out to Heldy. Even though you're late, we welcome you. We're glad that you're here. Um, you know, Melvin Ingram is a older player, right? 34 years old. Signed late in the process last year. Was a late sign to Miami's defense. One of those post-June 1 signees after everybody kind of figures out where their roster's at. Um, Sports not Ben Jones is still available as a solid center. There were connections to him with the Jets. He is coming off, um, I think, some injuries. I'm pretty sure it was some concussion-related stuff. Um, so I don't know, um, you know, what the market looks like for him. Teddy Bridgewater is available. Now, I will tell you, I went through this entire list, and I thought of guys that could sign immediately. And I will tell you that for, for Teddy, he certainly feels like the candidate to be picked up after an injury happens potentially in training camp um, and in the preseason, right? I don't know necessarily how many teams are going to be jumping at the opportunity of adding a quarterback right now. A lot of teams added quarterbacks in the draft. That was certainly one of the bigger themes and the bigger takeaways that came from the 2023 NFL draft. Uh, teams, um, you know, maybe overdrafted quarterbacks a little bit. We set a record for the amount of quarterbacks that were drafted. So teams felt like they filled out their rosters. If they needed a backup, they drafted a rookie. If they wanted a third quarterback to develop, they drafted that guy. So I don't know what the market and how robust it could be for Teddy Bridgewater. So he feels like a candidate for if somebody gets hurt, um, that he could potentially be one of the top options available in free agency if a team doesn't want to trade for uh, a quarterback. Heldy says a lot of people are confused by Yannick still being available. Do not let the sack numbers fool you. He was not very good last year. And again, Heldy, I think I think the important context and the important umbrella to put over this, and I just said it a couple of minutes ago, but there's a reason for all of these players uh, still being available, right? Yannick Ngakwe, not really a great run defender. Um, you've got injuries with some of these guys. You got age with some of these guys. There are, you know, Rocky Sins never really hit the ceiling that we all thought he could hit, right? There's a reason that all of these players didn't go in that first wave of free agency, but there is an opportunity here because there are teams that went into the draft and said, all right, we got to get ourselves some offensive line depth. And maybe the board didn't fall in a way where they were able to get a guy that they liked at offensive line depth. Well, now they're going to get back together as a staff. They're going to look at their board and they're going to ask themselves, would Dalton Reisner help us out? Would Isaiah Wynn help us out? Would Donovan Smith help us out? Would these players give us depth? Is there an opportunity here for us to add a really good player that can help us? We didn't get it in the draft. We didn't get young, but we might be able to to, to get some help in another in another area. And so I think you're going to look at all of these teams kind of do this, kind of re-go through their roster now, now that the draft's over, now that free agency's over, and look and say, okay, what are our biggest needs now? And do they match with players that are available in free agency uh, that we can go out and, and acquire? Let's look at some of the cap situations around the league here to see who's probably in the best position uh, to spend some free agency. The Bears right now still have got $35.7 million in cap space this year. The Panthers – 
$27.4 million. Now, I think that's going to not include um, the uh, guys, the rookie draft class, and that those guys have been signed. So you're going to have to knock some money off of that. But when we talk about teams that have the most um, operating expenses, you've got five teams that are above $20 million right now uh, in cap space. The Bears, Panthers, Lions, Colts, and Cardinals. When we look at effective cap space, which I think includes what they need to be able to do to, to fill out a full roster, you got the Bears with 30, the Panthers with 19, the Lions with 18, the Colts and Cardinals um, with 14. So you've got some some money there. Yeah, Ben Jones, I, it's not a concern of uh, talent, sports night, it's injuries. There were some concussion concerns. I think he had a couple of concussions um, last year or in recent years. Um, I remember that being a big talking point for the Jets when they didn't have Connor McGovern re-signed. Ben Jones was somebody um, that a lot of people thought could make some sense. He had some connections uh, with Todd Downing, who the Jets have on their staff, who used to be there in Tennessee. Um, so those connections were kind of made when they needed a center, um, and they didn't go that direction. But concussions were the concern there um, with him. But I, there's a lot of juice here, I think, in a lot of ways. And I wasn't surprised. I, I was surprised about it. And maybe... And maybe it's because I, I'm, I'm looking at this from a lens of now being a team, uh, my personal fandom of a team that's going to be in the mix post-June 1 and in this time of year adding players, veterans who are willing to take less money to join a championship team um, because that's the way the Jets are operating. And so now I'm kind of looking at, man, what, what players can this Jets uh, team add to their roster to help make them better in, in, some, in some regard, potentially get uh, some offensive line depth would be the biggest thing for me. But when you talk about teams, what are they always looking for? They're looking for depth on their offensive line. They're looking for depth in the secondary and teams are looking for depth at pass rushers well the top free agents available in in this regard are all um in in those buckets so i think you're going to see a flurry of activity sportsnet says surprise miami didn't go after kareem hunt um are we necessarily ruling them out from doing that in the future or are we are we sitting up here and saying that this team is committed to their running back room as it currently stands. We know how these San Francisco-style Kyle Shanahan tree offenses like to have multiple options. Are we sure that they're done? They've got Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, Devon Chain. They still have Miles Gaskin and um, Salvin Ahmed. Are, they, are we sure that they're done? They could add another player. I know Dalvin Cook has, has been rumored. We're having a free agency conversation, but there has been talks of him potentially being traded. Um... I wouldn't rule them out. I think it's less likely than it was maybe two weeks ago, but I think we always expected them to add a running back in the draft no matter what they did, and they're going to want options, and it's not like Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr. are the epitome of health, right? Those guys have both been banged up a ton in recent years, so adding another guy for some depth maybe not, maybe wouldn't be a bad thing, and we know how Miami likes to use um, their running backs, and so they'll they'll have three or four guys on the roster. Phillips says Panthers are probably gunning for an edge in a corner with Love Yannick or Leonard Floyd across from Burns. The cornerback room is pretty bare behind Horn and Jackson, so almost anyone would help. I mean, yeah, Phillip, you're, you, the needs for your team match up very nicely with the way the free agency stands, and that to me is, I think, the, the fascinating part is I think everybody, you ask any team, right? I think right now they'd be like, yeah, we'd, we could use some offensive line help. Oh, yeah, we'd like another corner. Oh, yeah, we'd like um, some edge help. I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles just want, just went to the Super Bowl. They still added a corner and a safety in this draft, and they've, they've got pretty good rooms in that regard. So teams are always looking to build depth, uh, specifically in positions where injuries maybe are more frequent or you just need more guys. You want to have really good depth at those positions because this is a um, 
you know, pass happy league. So you need a bunch of corners that are going to be able to play in case somebody gets hurt. Um, Phillips has also didn't realize when got flipped to right tackle last, last season. If his new team keeps him on the left side, he could be good value. Yeah. Again, Isaiah is a high upside pick um, in a lot of ways. You're betting on a new, a fresh scenery um, being beneficial to him. And I think he'll come off the board pretty quickly here. Um, Rocky Sin is probably the most confusing U, uh, UFA to me right now. Solid quarterback, uh, solid cornerback play is hard to come by. Yeah, he was interesting to me, right? He's on the younger side on this list, right? Let me just look here. He's 27 years old, so you're not worried about age, right? Um, you know, he's younger than Shaquille Griffin, who's available at 28. He's younger than Marcus Peters, who's available at 30. Um, he's younger than Bryce Callahan, who's 31, right? He's one of the younger guys in that regard when it comes to corner, and it's not like he was a bad player. He's a physical player. Um, he's going to be a starter for you worst he's really high-end depth um yeah so I'm surprised he's still available sports nuts says wish Carolina would cut CJ Henderson and sign Rocky Sin. well they kind of took one step in that direction by not picking up um his fifth year option right now their corner room I pulled it up here because I have their um our lads depth chart up they got JC Horn and Dante Jackson and then their backups are CJ Henderson um Keith Taylor Jr that's really about it in terms of their depth. So yeah, they could probably use some depth in that regard. That wouldn't necessarily uh, be a bad thing. Uh, which of these corners can play nickel? That's another great question, Taylor. I think that's a very interesting thing to keep in mind because there are teams that are going to probably be looking for somebody uh, to play that kind of role for them. Um, and you're going to need somebody. A lot of teams feel like they've got their two pillars, right? Some teams maybe don't, but most teams feel like they got their two pillars. So if you got somebody that can slot and play that nickel role, um, that's going to help you a lot. Sports note says Dante coming off an Achilles tear. Yeah, so I, I think I think what we've what we've what we've come here, we we've we, we've gathered here today to discuss free agency, and we've come to the realization that teams need corner depth, specifically the Carolina Panthers. But I think you can go through all the teams and say that the Jags need a nickel corner and an edge. Well, if you need an edge, you've got a great group here. You've got a group of, of players, and again, don't don't expect these players to come in and be you know top five, top ten players at the position. But you want to build depth. You want to build options. You want to be able to build a rotation. You want to be able to build, um, you know, quality um, and maybe quantity over quality. Maybe you want to have a bunch of guys, and I think that's what you're going to see teams start to do. But I, I do think it's important to, to mention the thing that Tuttle said at the beginning here, that there's going to be some of these guys that move here over the course of the next, I would say, couple of weeks. But overall, the post-June 1 cuts – are going to be interesting. That'll tell us a lot about how teams feel about certain position groups and then be able to um, go out and address those needs in free agency. So post-June 1, um, you're going to see some of these guys linger into the beginning of training camp. And then then what happens is teams go, well, all right, if he's available now, then maybe it makes some sense, right? Right, And that's and, and that will be the, the, the fun domino that begins to fall. So I will... Um, that 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 to me is 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 the the big telling point. You got June first, where all these cuts are going to happen, and you're going to see teams um, cut down their rosters, move on from some players post June one because it makes more sense. Then there'll be more there'll be more cap space, uh, more room for them to maneuver, and then they'll be able to go out and get some of these guys. So it might be slow. I think some of these guys will um, come off the board, 
but I think a lot of this is going to happen post-June 1, but I thought it was good to kind of give uh, an overall um, refresher as of what free agency uh, looks like here as we get into the uh, the summer months where teams are going to start adding players and then week one, week two roll around and people are going to be like, that guy's on that team? Yeah, 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 that guy is on that team and you know, we'll have it covered here on TD and Daily when that does happen. So I appreciate everybody making this show a part of their day, rating, reviewing, subscribing, helping the podcast. This podcast is growing uh, at a great rate and we love uh, the growth and the community that we are building here and it's been a lot of fun to see the interaction uh, on the live show and people uh, shouting out the podcast on a regular basis. So I appreciate everybody being here appreciate everybody being a part of this show again we've got the live youtube version of the show 11 a.m eastern standard time monday through friday you get to be a part of the show you heard me shout out all the people in the chat with their thoughts their teams questions that they had uh, you can be a part of it 11 a.m eastern standard time on the draft network youtube channel and then you get the post show and i've got a lot of fun stuff for the post show here today that I want to get the chat's thoughts on. So you got to come over to the YouTube channel to be a part of it. But I appreciate everybody making this show a part of their day. Hope everybody has a great rest of their Wednesday. I'll talk to you all tomorrow.